another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of that at Carolina Sports Talk. As always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ High Star, representing with your boy. What's good with you, brother? <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah. There we go. What's good with it, Bubba? How you been, man? What's good? Living, man. Man, look here. It's been far too long. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what song that was at this point. But nonetheless, it's been far too long, my dog. Um, what's been going on with you, man? What you been up to the last sixty-two weeks since we've been on uh on a live, man? Chilling, uh yeah, chilling I got a chance to go to a couple Hornets games. Happy birthday and shout out to our pro fight Joe. Uh but yeah, I now normally outside of the game I went to on Monday, I normally have my Charlotte Hornets starter jacket or whatever, but Monday was a special occasion. So I think we'll and we'll get into a little bit of that stuff a little bit later. But <clears throat> don't mean to tease the audience or nothing like that. But mm. yeah. It's almost like you're a professional or whatnot, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, also allowing a lion's share of my fan base to get in here before I pop my my talk. It's like, nah, I need my people to be here. So when I pop my noise, they already know what time it is. Say lesser. Man, we got a big show today. But uh, first of all, I definitely want to give a shout out to Coach Stephanie uh, Butler Graham, head coach of the South Point Stallions uh, women's basketball team. Those of you who follow us on the pod have an opportunity to check out the interview last week with her. Let us know what you think about that one. Drop it on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Let us know what you thought about the interview, man. And we'll talk about a little bit about that in a little while. We've got a guest that may potentially be joining us. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, with the traffic and whatnot. But um, have a guest that may be joining with us. Definitely want to give a shout out to our newest audience members, those of you who are joining us on instagram see that's why i like technology a little click click here a little click click there we are broadcasting on facebook live on youtube live and now also on instagram live so shout out to our listeners and everyone checking us out on whatever platform you guys are on without further ado bro let's just jump into it again it's been a lot that's happened since we were on last including a whole bunch of football This past week, uh, we had an opportunity to see the NFC and AFC championship games being played. We, uh, I don't, now I'm not going to give no music for that, but in the NFC championship, the Lions fell to the 49ers uh, in dramatic fashion, 34 31. 
And then over in the AFC, the Chiefs took down the Ravens 17 to 10. Why does that score seem like it was way worse than that? But nonetheless, bro, what are your thoughts? Where let's let's start with the AFC championship game. What are or what were your thoughts in Lamar Jackson's apparent just meltdown? First, I would like for you to cue up the round of applause for myself. Okay. <laughs> Impressive win, disappointing loss, made it to its first successful season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That it did. That it did. So, just going to sit and bask real quick. This guy here. All right. That's <laughs> over. Um. So, with that being said, my impressive win of the week goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, okay. um, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes took care of what he had to take care of. Um, I think there's somewhere toward the end of. Yeah, I think there's somewhere toward the end of the season, maybe like week twelve or week eleven, where the receivers just got it. You know who in particular? Rice. Rice mm. has stepped up and was like, yo, it's not just going to be Pacheco and Kelsey up here, like, getting numbers and touches now. Like, you could look to us, to the receiver court, and I think the rest of the receivers um, followed suit. Funny thing, one Kadarius Tony made a big fuss about not being at the game. Did you Did you catch that? Yes, it was reported that he was held out of the AFC championship game as a result of an injury. Uh, and he, <laughs> in the most Kadarius Tony way, came back and had it said that uh, basically that that was cap. Uh, so, know. now it, it, it takes me back instantly in my mind to an interview that I saw not long ago with... Um, what was Salsa Boy's name? Uh, play for the Giants. Cruz. Cruz did an interview with the Breakfast Club where he talked about the incentives and how much teams would, uh, or how many Hit teams you would, out or hold you at the end of the at the end of the season, so that you would not hit incentive marks, whether it be for uh, financial reasons or whether it would be for whatever, whatever. But I don't know how much of that had to play into it. I don't know if it was just a matter of them saying, hey, you know, eh, we can go out without you right now to let you look at it. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, he was saying, yo, they said I was out for injury and that was cap. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. I think that he specifically said so as much to let folks know, okay, y'all got the Pro Bowl this week. Okay, cool. I'm ready to go. Um, so if I'm not in this Super Bowl, it's going to be whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, n- nonetheless, I ain't got nothing to say on it because Kadarius, I, I feel like he has all of the athletic ability in the world, but he's got some other things going on that prohibits him from being able to capitalize and utilize on them. First off, before we keep going, definitely want to shout out everybody listening. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you drop in your comments. Deke, what up? Already said, what up, fellas? Our dog, Etina. Man, what's good with you, Bubba? We definitely want you back on. And said He drops a comment, says, what up, fellas? Need to get on there soon. We will make that happen sooner than later. And I, I did want to say, Go ahead. I'm sorry to the to the everybody that's following. We normally don't do this at all. But make sure, that, you know, because we are expanding as far as on the different platforms and stuff, make sure that you like, comment, and share. Um, and where you can, subscribe. 
Um, now you can take the ISO back off of me. But yeah, Tony is an off-brand version of Percy Harvin. I like that. Um, okay, because hold on, because y'all y'all are producing on the side as far as the WWE and the Tar Heels, so we'll we'll get to those they things. Right? Right, we talking but Tony, right? Tony definitely. Um, I like that comparison. Definitely off-brand, but the other key thing, if y'all remember, the first game of the season, which I was in the club with a uh, Big Cliff or the bar, whatever. We don't want to revisit that, but um, in whatever. And whatever shindig we were in uh, with that Lions game, and he made that pivotal drop, mm-hmm. um, and a couple a couple pivotal drops in that first game. So that's what I immediately went back to and thought about um, once he had bought that stuff up. Uh, so, and the other thing that I thought about was how close were we to actually seeing? How close were we actually? How close were we to seeing the first game of the season be the last game? incredibly close and i honestly was looking forward to it myself i know that there were some who had their thoughts and opinions about it but you, 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 that, that brings me to a unique in pers- perspective um on social media there was a meme that was going around some of you guys may have seen it but th- for those who may not uh, i'll throw it up on the screen now it said goodell when he saw that there was a potential or a possibility of baltimore naysayers Lincoln up with Detroit naysayers in Vegas during Black History Month with Usher concert in the middle. Bruh, I fell out when I saw it. Uh, I, had to, I had to make that call. You had to press that. You, you remember those Buffalo Wild Wing commercials or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. you had to hit that button real quick. Instantly, because whether it was the now the remix remix the rematch of the first game of the season would have been actually a good super bowl and we'll talk about that when we jump into the nfc side of it but uh yeah no there was no parts of roger goodell or anybody in the front offices of the nfl that wanted to be able to see uh that matchup coming through i I would like to uh salute uh baltimore's defense while we're on the afc side of things held kansas city to 17 points um you're talking about playoffs talking about Kansas City team that's been through the ringer with Cincinnati, with Buffalo, with Baltimore, and you to hold them to 17 points is definitely uh, a, you know a statement or whatnot. Um, of course, Lamar has his fair share of the responsibility and accountability, and then um, also Zay Flowers uh, with that pivotal pivotal fumble um, at the toward the end of the game as well. So. Uh, overall, great game, great season for Baltimore, but nobody, nobody remembers it. (laughs) You're not going to remember it. (laughs) And the biggest thing for me, like you said, in just in talking about this AFC championship game is the way that Lamar Jackson, for me, it it, it was a shrink. It was a shrink. Um, (laughs) it it was definitely an absolutely a miss. I I put on my Facebook Um, page. That I was like, oh, don't prove him right. Far too often we've heard that he's not a quarterback, that he's just a running back, and he's dynamic and this and that. And he had so many open receivers, so many opportunities where if he delivers the ball, it's it's a catch, big play, turn of momentum for him. So I am disappointed to say well, that in Lamar, he will very likely in a couple of days be announced as the MVP of the league. But I fully, wholeheartedly believe that he 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 ghosted himself uh, in this performance yeah. in the championship. Man. Chris Chris Jones definitely um, gave him a fit all day, but also um, 
don't know if this is giving him shooting him bail money, but um, the OCs and the, the coaching staff let him down as well because they abandoned the run. Um, I've heard OJ say it in the past couple of weeks when he talks about running with purpose or running purposefully, like having your having your team run with a purpose, and they 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 fail to do that. If you fail to do that on the first down or the second down, let alone that defense is pinning their ears back and stuff, or they're keying on Lamar for him to be the main running back off of like a a, a throw. But me and my uh, close friend, we were talking about it the other evening and was saying like he should have done an impromptu, if you will, RPOs with him with himself. Pause. Now he had the one pass that got batted up in the air and he he ended up catching it. So he caught his own pass. But right. um, <laughs> in, in its own right, he should have kind of had an RPO going you know, even with, with a bat gone, like with him being the bat or whatever like that. Um, tough to say, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty as well. Last person from the AFC game that I did want to give flowers to, um, salute to Travis Kelsey, man, honestly. If you could hit the round of applause, honestly. Because to awesome. be frank, all the, to be frank, all of that off-the-field stuff aside, he fought through, like persevered through – of course, right. But he persevered through injury, like high ankle sprain. We all saw it on on TV, like, and he, he pretty much came back like the next week, like it was nothing, and fought through his injury. Uh, of course, you got the highest level of medicine and doctors and everything like that considered, but still performing. Like, I don't know why people like why he is continuously so open that he is in the chemistry that him and Patrick Mahomes has as well. So. In zone coverages, he can read those spots and stuff and get to where he knows that Patrick could get the, the football too. So shout out to him. He, he showed up, performed, showed out, broke um, Jerry Rice's record, I want to say, uh, for reception in the postseason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Different era, I get it, but still nonetheless, doesn't diminish from his abilities and, and his accomplishments like you mentioned. Really, a couple of quick points that I want to get to. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my dog, DJ Highstar. You mentioned and <clears throat> you mentioned the defense, and then Deke talked about it, the defense being no joke, and Steve Spagnuolo's, Steve Spagnuolo's uh, approach and just his game plan. They threw so many different looks at Lamar that it was not funny. Um, and I get it, and it made a difference. However, when you are the league MVP and when it's expected for you to not perform, that's the moment you got to perform. Now, one other thing before we get off of the AFC Championship, I want to bring in somebody with some unique perspective on Kadarius Toney. Um, you know, he was originally drafted to the New York Giants. So I figured why not bring in our residence Giants fan? Uh, y'all make some noise for our guy, Yusef, in the building. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up How you been, man? I've been all right, man. I, it's, it's, been, it's been far too long. It's been a long time. <laughs> Let's 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 since let's I let's lift the veil. I was gonna say let's lift the curtain real quick on the fourth wall. Uh, <laughs> you know we had your brother on here. You uh -huh. know your brother and Pod, and um, and we got a little got a little side text. You know what I mean? Or a side message from you. <laughs> she like yo, y'all really going? <laughs> I, 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 so I'm, we got to make it right. You know, I, I know I have a relationship podcast, and then I got another podcast that's a bunch of foolishness, and I understand that. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm, man, you know, I started my first, my very first podcast was a sports podcast. So like to feel like I just feel like such a second fiddle sometimes, or third mm-hmm. fiddle or fourth, you know, because I, I don't get invited to everybody's podcast. So it's not, it, it, it then it had me turn the lights inside and have to say, "Am I that good a podcaster? I must not be." <laughs> get invited. I get invites. Stop the insanity. You are an amazing podcaster. You, uh, and I don't mind saying it publicly on my show. Uh-oh. You, Be Easy and Crux Media have done for Carolina Sports Talk and Big Cliff, dog. And it don't exist without y'all, boy. So first of all, thank you, my brother, for even gracing us with your legendary uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, performances and appearance with us. Second of all, um, you've got some perspective. We were just talking about Katon, uh, Kadarius Tony. You're familiar with him. Even Spags, he was the de- uh, your defensive coordinator. As a matter of fact, Deke just put it in there. He was the D coordinator for your team in 07 when you beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, talk to us. Tell us a little bit about what you saw in this AFC Championship game, both, um, I guess, from the perspective of Tony not playing, as well as just overall with the performance of the predominantly widely accepted MVP to come and everything <laughs> with the. Well, I, well, I think um, what Steve Spagnuolo has always been good at has been uh, disguising coverages, um, being able to move people around, um, blitzing on downs in which you don't expect a blitz in situations where you don't expect it. Even though he doesn't blitz a lot, um, it's when you least expect it is going to come. And I think um, what they were able to do is, and I, I think I kind of, I, I kind of felt a way about them winning because I really wanted to see Lamar Jackson make it to the Super Bowl for no other reason than the fact of what everybody else has said about him, what he Back. can't do, um, um, what he's incapable of coming out of college, how much he wasn't going to be successful in the NFL quarterback. They wanted him to go play another position, wide receiver. They wanted, you know, go do something else, be an athlete. On, and he's proven that he can play the position. But now it's like the hump of the big game now. Um, and where all his inadequacies and everything that people, um, I would say, criticize him about came out in that game. And that's what I, I hated to see for him. Um, now, as a huge Spagnuolo fan, uh, I, for what he did for um, for the Giants, uh, somebody just said, yeah, I got to stop wanting Lamar to be better than Lamar. No, I, you're right. And I'm not saying that you I'm not saying your opinion. Well, let me say this. I'm not saying you're right. <laughs> you're right, but I'm not saying you're right. <laughs> yeah, that came out. That came out quicker than I wanted to say it, and I, that's sometimes why I hate live. I could have edited that if, if it was. If it was <laughs> um, what I wanted to say is, yes, we can expect. You're not him, right. Yes, we can expect him to be more, because if you're going to be the MVP, if you're going to want this, if this is what you're going to say you are, and he's never bloviated about himself, but I'm just saying, like, if this is where, if that's the level of, that you've been all year, then you've got to be that in the game. You got but let me ask you the game. Let me ask you this question, and I'll ask this to both of you guys. There have last couple of seasons we talked about, like for an example, the uh, Minnesota, um, the Minnesota Vikings, and I said how I know no matter how many games they win through the regular season, when the intensity turns up and it's time for the playoffs, they're going to lose. I had no faith in their con- in, in their offense, in their quarterback, or in their defense for when the bright lights come on. Can the same begin to be said about Lamar Jackson, that he is a tremendously outstanding regular season quarterback who, when the brightest of lights are on, does not turn into or elevate his game to the level that most others are capable of doing? Okay, now, and I'm, and I'm going to 
I'm going to answer a question with a question. Okay. A great player knows how to balance between doing what coach tells you to do and when to go off instinct. What Lamar yes. looked like in that championship game was I'm doing what the coach wants me to do. Not going off. Because going off instinct is I'm going to get the hell out of here and I'm out. Right. If you're going off instinct, if he played with his going off his instinct, which is what got him there. And like somebody just said, the Ravens got away from what they did. Their, their OC got too cute with the game plan. Yeah. Sometimes you can outcoach yourself. I have been a culprit of that. I've been a culprit of that. Um, a state, cha- a third round championship game. Trey Hannibal has 62 points at this time. We are in overtime. There's six seconds on the clock. I run him on a decoy, another kid on a decoy, and give it to somebody who ain't hit a shot all damn game because he going to be open. Was he open? Yes. Did he hit the shot? No. What should I have done? Give it to the person that got 62 points and tell everybody to move out the damn way. Dance with the partner that brung you here. Yeah, you dance with the person. So I don't think they gave Lamar the ball enough and steady. Go win the game. I just don't think they did that. I think a part of it was he was handcuffed. Hey, man, this is what we're going to do all week. We're going to do this. We're going to get cute because they do this and they do that. And then you play right into the Chiefs' hands because you take a complete weapon off the field, which is the person with the ball in his hands 100% of every play. It, I, I feel like he had opportunities. And I, and I get what you're saying, both of you guys, and, and shout out to Deke as well with the comment. But there were opportunities where with the ball in his hand to make a play as far as with the passing game, as a quarterback, he simply didn't make the throws. There were at least six deep throws that he just overthrew. And he's got some of the fastest guys in the league on his team now. This is the first year that, and you mentioned it earlier, High Star, that he had quality wide receivers. And, and they were, they had stepped up through the regular season. He was overthrowing them. He was underthrowing. He was just missing throws. It, it, whatever the the reason, Lamar didn't look like Lamar. And if I'm, I don't want to be the tin foil guy, but I'm about to be the tin foil guy. It gave me very reminiscent feelings as Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Like you've been this dynamic, incredible player throughout the entirety of the season until the lights come on, and now you're doing things that are uncharacteristic of what you've done all throughout the season. Haven't, but haven't we seen this in all? Haven't we seen this in all sports though? In all sports, there are players who the regular season uh, when that when them when them lights shine brightest, excuse me, state championships, lower states, upper states, um, 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 conference championships, NBA conference championships, everybody who's been doing it, all of a sudden they don't show up, whether it's their first time or their second time. And I just think sometimes people have to go through this to get to that point. So Absolutely. Yeah. What what oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, because you was about to take a lot of my points. <laughs> I already see it. You took like three already. You took like three already. But you cooking. You cooking. What was the question again? You cooking though. I, I never answered the question. What was the question regarding Lamar? Do you recall? Essentially, do you think that uh, he's one one of those Minnesota Vikings type situations? Oh, right. Throughout the regular season, they can do whatever, but then when the lights are brightest, they fade. Right. No. Um. Essentially, so right pretty much where Yoshi was going. I just, cause I had to get my, my one, two in there. I, I don't think that um, when you're talking about what he, see, I, I like that uh, kind of, but so the thing, yeah, the thing with what street poetry said about Peyton and a lot of those quarterbacks back then is so tough to win, like so tough to win that Super Bowl. So um, the adversity is a must as well. 
uh, with Lamar, I could think about, I think back to the iconic um, picture or image of him at the draft, not getting picked on the first round or, or whatnot. And um, a lot of that with the chip that he has on his shoulder, you need these type of losses, essentially. Um, Kyle Shanahan, 28 to 3. You feel me? Everybody, all, he, all you got to say is that number. You feel what I'm saying? Andy Reid has been through it, and and especially in the media as well, where they're like, yo, he's that guy that can't get it done, especially in Philly. He's that guy that just great regular season, can't get it done. They need that adversity. We're going to talk about it in a second when we get to NFC with Dan Campbell. But you need to go through tough, tough, tough decisions as a coach because as complex as sports is and like um, that professional level of football is, is as simple as it is as well. It comes down to this team is going to run or pass the ball. It comes down to that 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 uh, offensive lineman is going to run block or pass block, one of the two. This re- receiver is going to come out and block me or he's going to come out and run a route. So it, as simple as it is, it's complex. And what happens is coaches end up overthinking in the moment. And that's, that's where the beauty of sports and sports entertainment at this level comes in at is what is your decision making in the moment where we all know that all eyes are on you is super tense. What's your decision making in the moment? Mm-hmm. Now you talk about being in the moment as we transition from the AFC championship game into the NFC championship. Um, my, I, I watched the quarterbacks of this weekend and I thought that first of all, this was indicative of a transition. We, we realized the past years and how, Peyton Manning and not having uh, Tom Brady and all of those in the postseason. But as I started thinking about it, a very unique perspective came to mind that you also shared um, with the views of what those quarterbacks look like. And so here is uh, one artist's interpretation of the NFC and AFC championship game quarterbacks from this past weekend. I was going to say, yeah, not an artist, but somebody (laughs) just put together a pick collage real quick. You know, y'all know I've been called top left. Yeah, yeah. We called that on the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Got your Sam Jackson. Got your Gosling. I'm assuming that Gosling is uh, got to be what? Uh, Jared Goff. Yeah. And then Brock Purdy is whoever. Who is that is. young lady there? I don't know. Who, who Carly or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. But nonetheless, and the NFC Championship game was a little bit different tempo. Um, the Detroit Lions came out on fire in, in the first quarter and a half it felt like yo what is San Fran gonna do it very much felt like the the drubbing that uh that Baltimore put on them but then you talked about that adversity that championship medal I think this San Fran team believes that last year's Super Bowl belonged to them had their quarterback not gotten hurt when he did I think that they not only believe they were going to beat Philly but I do believe that they felt like they were going to win that Super Bowl. And so they've got a chip on their shoulder, both with all of the amazing offensive weapons that they have on their shot. Man, I, and I got to give a shout out to my guy, CMC, run CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, now that Baltimore is out of it, I definitely hope uh, I'm rooting for San Fran. I guess I'm burying the lead with regards to our Super Bowl picks. But um, fellas, let's start with you, DJ High Star. Tell me your thoughts on the NFC Championship game. Um. Yeah, tough game. Uh, you know, tough again with Detroit losing, but you're up against Roger Goodell and pushing the button. You know, so 
<laughs> getting too black. It was getting too black. But um, great season for Detroit. You was one of your dark horses from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people stepped up and made house, not, not even household names for themselves, but just stepped up, made a name for themselves. Um, of course, um, Amon Ra St. Brown been doing his thing. Hutchinson stepped up this season. Uh, Laporta stepped up this season. And Jared Goff showed a lot of people that, you know, I wasn't just a consolation with the trade that was made or whatnot. So it also Gibbs. I I love the the season that Gibbs had as well. So um, (laughs) one thing I say to exactly, exactly pretty much, like, all right, all right. Well, let me get to that then, real quick. All right, Dan shout out to Jared who puts in the comments. Let me get, Dan right. Del- was Delta twenty in blackjack and told the dealer, "Hit me." <laughs> so, if y'all, and I'm assuming that all the Carolina Sports Talk Nation out there has tuned in whenever we go live and all of that stuff or whatnot, I've been saying since the beginning of the season how conservative I think about with the football. Uh, whenever it comes to going forward on fourth and all of this um, gunslinger Madden mentality that's going on. And all you hear Joe Buck say is the analytics are calling the analytics, the analytics. I wish there was a montage of (laughs) times that he said that this season, because that's the one thing that he goes to whenever a team goes forward on fourth down. And it feels so much like it's been an incentive passed down from the executives to these coaches to promote higher scoring and, and, you know, the Madden style of playing or whatnot. But I've been the conservative one to be like, yo, take the points when you could take the points, trust your defense, all of that stuff. I'm just saying. And we see it come. The chickens come home to roost on the last game of the season. Now, that's a great other point that was just posted, but – what we were just talking well, about all of the points. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. Yeah. What we were just talking about with Lamar Jackson, though, um, essentially, Dan Campbell's gonna go through the same thing. A tough decision that he had to make is gonna make him a better coach moving forward. Yoshi, uh, before we jump into that, what what just preliminarily, I guess your thoughts on the game as well. Um, I, I agree with every with almost every point. What about all the points that um high stars? made there um i did fit well first off let me put on my tin for a hat for a minute um i find it odd that christian mccaffrey was always hurt for y'all but he don't really miss a game for san fran i just hold up hold up, hold up. see we about to bang hold up don't do it don't do it <laughs> every time i turned around he was hurt in carolina and since he's been in san fran i don't think he's missed a game like and you know I, first Christian McCaffrey not only didn't miss any games at Stanford, he didn't miss any games in the NFL through his first three seasons. Huh? So he didn't miss no games in Carolina? I said Stanford. And then for the first three years of his career in Charlotte, it was not until he bulked up. I don't know who told him to go get all that extra meat on his body, pause. But when he bulked up is when he started having some of those soft tissue issues. Yeah, but isn't now, still- are we running him into the ground exclusively as our only weapon? Yes. But isn't he still... Well, we, that's the thing. But were we, was his body also not accustomed to that extra weight, which I believe... Because he, he always runs smart. He always run out of bounds when he could. Like, he was a smart player. I think that extra bulk 
hurt him in a in a lot of those times. And it was only two seasons that he missed time, and then we ended up trading him. So let's okay. go ahead and you know what I'm saying back up off of my Panthers. <laughs> like I said, like I said, I'm gonna you know just put on my hat real quick. I was, I was just you know oddly enough, you know, it was just. Now all of a sudden he running every down, running people over, which he's been doing, but not mm-hmm. getting hurt. Like I'm just like, okay, it's something in the water. Dan Friends, it's something in the water. It's something in the water. That friends got a better balance of talent as well. I think they got Ooh, a better balance. That ain't, of talent. That, ain't, that ain't his fault. It's not. And and even listening to one of <laughs> shout out to Commodore saying them Cali sunrises, <laughs> sunrises do something to you. But I tell you that water. Listen, it's in the water. And then, and, and if I'm being transparent, the Carolina Panthers are not the most we, – we suck. We're a bad organization, a bad franchise with a bad owner. Um, this is not the Bash the Panthers segment of the show, but it is what it is. We we yeah, did not yeah, utilize him are. and or put him in yet here. We yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I just I – just, I, see, for me, I just want to, I wanted to get y'all blood flowing and get it going, right. and, you know. Yeah, you 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 was ready. To, hold on a minute. Let me hold on. Right, right. About yeah, nah. But uh, that being said, when you have a running back who is also a wide receiver, paired with a receiver who's also a running back, paired with tight ends who are probably also wide receivers, coupled with wide receivers who could also play any of the X, Y, and or Z positions, like like High Star said, they've got a much greater wealth of talent and even diversity of talent around that and it's more similar to what the Panthers have tried to do on defense where they have a lot of hybrid players that can play in disguisable positions and I think that is the key to what San Fran's offense it offense is able to do not only as displayed on the second half of this past week but all throughout the season when they are fully healthy and clicking on all cylinders you can line so many different players up in so many different positions that it throws uh, and it gives you that extra advantage that they lean on with defenses and then allows them to also stay healthier as a result. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there a little bit. See, see how we got y'all going. I got y'all going a little bit. Got y'all going. <laughs> I, um, Even the people in the comments got going. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of Panthers fans, man. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my guy Yoshi in the building, our guest on the episode. He's the host of Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance, and one of the co-hosts as well of the Relationship Status Podcast. And of course, I got my guy, DJ Highstar, out here. Shout out to Mama Highstar in the background. You ain't got to hide Mama Highstar, dog. She ain't realized you're on the air, that's all. He turned around and looked, was like, wait, hold on. What? Oh, wait, mama, I'm on air. Not as wild. <laughs> but <laughs> right before we get off of the NFL pause, we definitely want to get you yeah, guys. I, yeah, let me. I um, wanted to mention something, bro, before my mother came in and interrupted. Go ahead. Go for um, it. There was this image on uh there was this image on um online though that was uh it was it was ill. It was like uh Ed McCaffrey and um Mike Shanahan. Is that, mm-hmm. is that the dad? And then it, it showed um a picture of Kyle Shanahan and, uh, and Christian Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So, mm, so some ties out there. Okay. Sign sure. of the times, yeah. Listen, it's like almost like people have uh, little ones who love sports. So, man, shout out to the twins and rocking their Carolina sports talk gear. But nonetheless, it's a family segment. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. So Super Bowl, we thought it was going to be one thing. Clearly very different. It went from potentially the uh, blackest Super Bowl in history to 
pendulum swing to the absolute opposite end. <laughs> um, which way are you going, man? We'll start with you, uh, Yoshi, in the building. Who you got in the Super Bowl, San Francisco or Kansas City? Um, I think who I want to take in this is uh, I want to take the fans in this. I think this is probably the best. This is probably going to be the most competitive Super Bowl we possibly could have gotten. I think this is the best matchup that we could have possibly have gotten to be able to watch. Um, I think you got two high-powered offenses. As long as Kansas City wide receivers don't decide to drop the ball this week. Um, (laughs) Because they're known to go on stretches where they just don't want to catch it. They got bricks for hands at some point. Shout out to Tony. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Kadarius Tony too. Um, And that's why you got. That's why we got his ass up out of New York. Um, and I think that both, both defenses are good. I like the way uh, that it's going to make a good matchup. I like the 49ers defense against the Kansas City offense better than I like the Kansas City offense against the 49ers defense. And that's where I think the game's going to be won because the 49ers can drop the back half and just rush four and be fine. Um, and and contain and cover because that's what happened. I think in that second half of the um, of the Detroit game, they were able to get pressure with that four without having to blitz and without having to uncover themselves and go a lot of man on man on man. And then on top of the fact that you know Detroit just started dropping shit. So excuse my language. I'm sorry. They they just started dropping stuff. <laughs> that's the ignorance part of, yeah, yeah, of Ed Griffin. He's actually the eye. Yeah, he's the eye. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh Lord, Lord have mercy. <laughs> it won't happen. But if they don't start just to, to to start, um, decide to start dropping passes, I think that the 49ers defense is just going to be able to get more pressure. I think that they're going to, and the offense, like we've talked about, all of the weapons: Ayuk, um, Debo, McCaffrey, and yes, no. I do believe, I do believe, I, I do believe Brock Purdy is. He has a, he's gotten a step further than a game manager, but he's not that dude yet. So I think that he's just not going to make a mistake. And I think Patty Mahomes is going to probably make more mistakes against that defense than Brock Purdy will make against the Kansas City defense. And I think 49ers end up winning. I just think they're one of those teams of destiny. They came from behind the last two weeks, last two playoff games, you know, and won the game. And one of them, they were knocked all the way out. Like last week, I thought they were done. Like I cut the game off. I was like, all right, well, let me. Let me go ahead and bed. And then somebody, like, then I just started seeing the tweets. Hey there, and hey there. And then somebody texted me, so you better turn that game back on. I got, and I was Wait. like, and I was tied back in. Uh, so. so I have a question uh, and I kind of answer my, um, my picks for this weekend as well, though. Which team do you feel like handled the bye week the best? The 49ers. The 49ers. I mean, you're saying clearly because they're the ones that's still here, well, right? But no. as far as performance. No, 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 I think performance, I think it's the 49ers because, and I'm going to tell you why. See, and I could only go off of my experiences. Um, the year before last, uh, we ended up, I had my point guard go down. We was blowing everybody out by 20. We were the favorites to win a championship. My point guard goes down. We go from first in the region to third. Um, we end up losing in the second round to North Augusta, right? All that. So we felt like that championship that Wilson got was ours. And we put up Wilson in, we put up Wilson's, like their logo in our locker room. And every game I coached and we prepared for, it was, hey, we're preparing to beat Wilson. 
I don't care if we don't beat anybody else. We're preparing to beat Wilson. So when we saw is that healthy, <laughs> huh? is that healthy to do that, bro? Hey, ask, uh, and Yoshi, would you go ahead and just uh, for our listeners and as well for DJ High Star, how did that season end that year, sir? Uh, so last season we come back in. I have my best player has gone off to North Carolina. That said point guard has graduated and playing at Francis Marion. And I have a whole new team. And we end up beating Wilson in the third round of the playoffs by 15. The game ain't even close. We at all. We came in the game. We were so focused and so right. into detail because we wanted them. We knew that they were the ones that got what we were supposed to have. And that's what the 49ers are going through right now. They have what we were supposed to have. So whereas Kansas City just sees and says, hey, we've been here before. Yeah, we know what to right. do. We going, yeah, we going to prepare. They're going to, they're going to be professionals. I'm not saying they're not going to be professionals, but they're not as, I, I like this thing I heard one time was the privileged man eats what he wants. The hungry man eats what's on his plate. And mm-hmm. I, 49ers are just more hungry. They just want to <laughs> What has happened to them was a disservice. We lost our quarterback to the point where our running back had to play quarterback. Where's the, and so th- that was the game that Debo was crying or something at the end, right? Or that was like because at the end of the game that happened, like a little, like a little uh, scuffle or something like that. One of all you can do, all you can do in those moments is put it up on the board and give them something to shoot for. So you can't tell me all year the 49ers ain't had Philly up, the 49ers right. had the Dallas, they didn't have Dallas up. Like everybody was up on a list, and it showed when they played them. Oh, you know what you go, you know what you about to get. His ass kicking you. Was, Jesus, Lord. What you were supposed to get last year. It happens. It happens. What you were supposed to get last year. And that's and, and, and any coach will tell you that as unhealthy as it is, it keeps your team focused and it gives them something to shoot for. It gives them something to be hungry for. Yo, they that ring, to this day I say that Wilson ring is mine. That was ours. And I guarantee you that that's what that's all that Shanahan is telling them boys. They are wearing our ring. And I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout. I just wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout. Hi, Star. Well, if, if, if no one knew before, I would definitely know that you're somebody's head basketball coach because <laughs> of your language. Right? Simply because of your language. But um, yeah, no. He said it all though. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going for San Francisco for selfish reasons. Uh, again, it was kind of mentioned there. It's the Taylor bowl and I don't want to, you know, I, I just don't want that to, to take over, you know, somewhat. And it's crazy. Tinfoil hat on Paramount plus CBS, Super Bowl, Grammys, you know, all of that stuff. So it was a championship game. They're advertising for the Super Bowl in two weeks, and then they pan to Taylor Swift and essentially say, um, oh, and don't miss the Grammys next weekend where Taylor Swift is up for her 25th or album of the year for the most. Yeah, it, so it just looks nasty all over the, across the board with the money and stuff like that. Um, hoping for great competition, but it's, it, I mean, look, yeah, we, we are where we are. Let's you, at your everybody at home at the Detroit fans throw on your your Cartier buffs and enjoy Usher, all right? <laughs> <Not> going, <laughs> I hope cancel those tickets to Las Vegas. I hope you was able to sell those plane tickets. 
So Super Bowl 53 was the most torturous game of football I have ever watched. For those who don't remember, it was the New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams, the Jared Goff led Rams at the time. And through the third quarter, the score was three to three. Um, Be easy has often said how he's a fan of uh, four yards and a cloud of dirt (laughs) and defensive hard nosed football. And I hate it. I am an offensive football fan and fanatic. And as much as I would love to say that this game is going to be that, I don't believe it will. I know what you guys have said. We know about what both of these offenses are. But for much of what Yoshi has said is the reason that I feel that the San Francisco 49ers will clamp. I'm not going to shut them out, but they are going to clamp the Kansas City Chiefs down. Their offense will run amok. Now, the health of Chris Jones will heavily depend on how well they're able to try to get to Brock Purdy. But I am excited for what they are getting ready to do to this Kansas City defense. And I quite honestly, for much of what Rod says selfishly, for Debo, Carolina kids, CMC for being a former Panther, and so many others, I, I, even at the risk of having to hear, bang, bang, 49er gang, for however long they're going to be screaming it when they get their little chip, I think the 49ers are going to dismantle the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't. I do not want to hear. For as much as I don't want to hear, Case Stucky seven six from the Scumbag Lounge podcast. Uh-huh. Who be in the in the studio every weekend with forty nine er down? So I don't want to hear him at all. But um, I do would like to see. I I definitely um would like to see them win this. Um, just because of you know you hate the ifs. You know, um, my old athletic director used to say if if my mama had a penis she'd be my daddy. Um. <laughs> So you go through all the ifs. You just want to make sure. Of course, he didn't use that terminology. But um, if you if you want to, I just think that when you're dealing with all those ifs in your head, you just want to prove to everybody that what you're saying is true. That yes, if we had what we were supposed to have, we would have done it. And to have the opportunity to, to prove it, I would just love to see them prove it. And on top of the fact that I don't want to see Kansas City win another one at all. For no reason, I, I just I, I, it's not a dislike, but I, Andy Reid will always be Philly for me, and I don't ever want to see him win anything. Mm. He'll always be Philly's head coach who didn't do nothing. So, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I who who mismanaged the whole Super Bowl. So, but that goes back to the Dan Campbell point, though, because he against against the uh, Patriots, you know, he kind of fudged up some stuff there, right. That cost him the game, and somebody said they came a couple inches away. Bravo, bravo! Yeah, came a couple inches away I'm from self censorship. Yeah, but he ended up going ahead and um, I self censored. Did I did I self censor myself? Did I you that? did. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, you know, he, he kind of did. You know, he he messed it up, and so to be able to redeem himself. Now you've redeemed yourself. Now we need you to move to the side and give these guys, you know, not give these guys, but have these guys earn. And I think the 49ers have worked towards it. It's just, it's something about being hungry for something that you, that, that was yours. And you feeling like somebody took something from you. That just makes you, it just makes you so different. It just makes you attack things so different. And you're going to see the focus on their face because like in that game against Wilson, we came in, we ain't said nothing. We didn't talk. We didn't smile. We didn't laugh. Wilson was over there laughing and giggling, missing layups and warm-ups. 
And by the end of the first quarter, we up almost 20, and the crowd is silent. And I guarantee you that that's what it's going to be. The 49ers going to come in there with a with a mission. Okay. And 49ers is, yeah. I mean, the, the Chiefs is done. Love to hear it. This yeah. is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, co-host DJ High Star. We've got Yoshi in the building, my guy Yousef from the Relationship Status Podcast, as well as from Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance. So we've been talking NFL. We're excited for the Super Bowl. Go ahead and drop your predictions in the chat. If you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, and or now Instagram Live, make sure you're being interactive. You can hit us up also on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at Carolina Sports Talk. Net. So at this point, we're going to transition away from football and talk a little bit of basketball because it is basketball season. We'll start with the association right. first and we'll get some scores. DJ Highstar, go and break them off with something. All right. All right. <laughs> Not going to be breaking you guys off with anything, but scores from Tuesday the 30th. Um, <laughs> hey. The Hawks beat the Lakers 138 to 122. Sorry, the Hawks beat the true essence of the word, the Los Angeles Lakers, 138. We're getting more music now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's over here dapping no um, one. And then the Celtics beat the Pacers, 129-124. Um, the Raptors beat the Bulls, 118-107. And the Warriors beat the Sixers, 119-107. Last but not least, the New York Knickerbockers beat the Utah Jazz, 118 to 103. So those are the scores from last night. There's a host of games going on this evening currently in progress. So I'm not going to bother going through those scores. Yeah, again, a majority of those games, with the exception of one related to Bucks and the Trailblazers, um, are currently going on. Um, but, yeah, so those were the, the notable scores from last night. We haven't done this in a while because college football season has been over. More importantly, like – you know, everything with Colorado was done after like the fourth, fourth, fifth fourth week. week. <laughs> yeah, but in the true essence, and my coach Prime voice, play my theme music. Oh, you went there now. <laughs> Apparently, funny, funny guy. guy, Yoshi. Let's take you back to this time. Ooh. All right, that's enough. That's enough. You heard the year. Y'all heard the year. Come on, Yoshi. Come on, man. That was a pleasant surprise for you right there. It was. It was. And I'm going to tell you, I was in the garden for the double nickel, man. And and I was in the garden for the double nickel. Um, Mm. I was was a Knicks fan slash Michael Jordan fan. So it was (laughs) It was the plus for me. If you if you looked at my bedroom, it was Michael Jordan like clippings, and then it was mm-hmm. but Knicks clippings all around, like all around my room, and Barry Sanders. Um, but like when I tell you, I used to love man. It, it's nothing like the Garden man. I don't care what nobody tell you about any other sports team. Ain't nothing like that Garden. I, is absolutely, absolutely. I, I talk a lot of trash, but the NBA is vibrant when the when the Lakers and or the Knicks are good or, you know, just, just some of those um, historic teams and stuff like that are good. Um, but what have we been, you know, discussing and stuff like that or alluding to the Knicks and their eight game winning streak um, pretty much 
hottest team in the league right now as far as, you know, again, um, with their winning streak, Jalen Brunson leading the team. Um, uh, Julius Randle dislocated his shoulder the other uh, evening. I think it was about two nights ago. Or, excuse me, about three games ago. But when I went to the Hornets game, excuse me, Anunobi nor Randall were playing. And also on the Hornets side, I want to say LaMelo's kind of saw limited minutes or he didn't play. He didn't play. Um, and they had uh, Miles, Miles Bridges pretty much leading the brigade there. But Jalen Brunson had like 33 stepped up. So, uh, the team has been playing great, gelling great, um, or whatnot. Uh, in in the true essence of the, the kind of the next segment, uh, a lot of people feel like Jalen Brunson was a snub. Uh, you guys' thoughts on uh, as far as like any All Star snubs or or Jalen Brunson's performance this season? Uh, I'll talk for I guess for me, the All Star voting has always been more of a popularity thing more so than anything else. Um, and, and so in that regard, I think his play, especially as he's elevated it in the last several weeks, um, is just an indicative of, of that. I think if he continues that, he'll definitely make an all NBA team, uh, which I think is much more of an honor similar to like the pro bowl, uh, excuse me, an all NFL team as opposed to just a pro bowl nod. Um, and so, or an all pro team rather than, rather than the, uh, pro bowl, but I wouldn't say much of a, huh? You said Pro Bowl. All-Star game? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, with the NFL, how the Pro Bowl thing, but then if you make the All-Pro team, it's reflective of your actual play as opposed to just the popularity. Popularity. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't think, like I say about referees, a foul in the foul to the referee, call it. Mm. At the end of the day, you're not an All-Star if you're not voted to it. I don't believe in snubs. I don't believe in all of that. Um, it's a popularity contest. People vote on it. And if 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 you're popular, it's a game and you gotta play it. Yeah, it's a game, it's a game and you just gotta play it at the end of the day. Like, you know, get your you know, get your endorsements up. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, become more marketable. Yeah. More marketable. Hell, start a podcast. You know, like do some, Draymond. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do some things to make you a marketable person if that's what your end game is. But I do believe all NBA, all defensive team, those things are are, are more earned than given. I think mm-hmm. the all-star game is just if you're popular, you're gonna get into it. You know, like there's never you know, is yeah. LeBron James ever not gonna make an all-star game? He can play one game and he's gonna be voted into the all-star game. It just is what it is. It's it's funny though, like in American sports that we're in this iteration of nepotism um, and not, not even like in the bad sense of the word or like the bad connotation where it's like spoiled brats, but these children of professional athletes have the privilege of seeing how businesses run and how things go oh, yeah. and the access to those different places. You know, again, we were talking about Christian McCaffrey and or and Kyle Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan and both of them again you see your parents doing something that all right if I'm around my dad all the time and he's doing this I'm eventually you know gonna want to emulate my dad and do this stuff so the same thing with Jalen Brunson man um his father was you know a great professional um and stand-up guy as far as like in his professional career so 
you kind of see the hard work and stuff. Of course, we talked about the other week that that clip that was going out with him playing or practicing with his dad and stuff like that. So it's just it's great to see kind of all of that stuff come to fruition where when we were growing up, you know, there was one or two players that we, you know, were fans of that parents played in the Seems like a whole different time right now. I don't even want to talk basketball because the Lakers suck right now. Um. <laughs> I can see. I can see. I can. I can see. I'm just I can see. Right now, <laughs> this one caveat. I saw uh, read an article today that suggested through uh, its headline: Should LeBron James ask the Los Angeles Lakers for a trade? And so I'll pose this question to you as well as to our listeners: um, Are the Lakers? irrecoverable enough that LeBron should request a trade. Start with you, Yoshi. What? I, I gotta... I, what, <laughs> Thank you, Yoshi. Thank what's you he going to retire as? Like, when oh, it's no. time for him to retire, what's he going to retire as? Is he going to be a Cav, a Laker, a Heat? I, I, no. No. He... he Dallas no. Maverick? A, what, a Dallas... What is he going to – I just don't see – request a trade for what? Go there and do what? You have championships. What are you going to do? At this point, at this point, you've already said you're just staying in the league long enough for your son to get there and play with your son. And there in lies the answer That's, to your question. So stay, so stay where you at and have the Lakers draft your son. Because they're going to be the ones most apt to do it. Most apt to do it. I'm sorry. And just play with him for one year. You go right off into the sunset. And then after two years, he'll be cut because he ain't as good as. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Star. Before I answer the question myself, what are your thoughts? Should LeBron James ask the Los Angeles Lakers for a trade? I think you snuck this in here because I really don't care about the question. Like, I. At all. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. shout out to LeBron for what he's doing at the age and, and of 112. He continues to right this this guy's this guy's amazing. Still not better than Jordan. Like Brandon, no. like Brandon would say. Um, shout out to Be Easy, like Be Easy would say. Cue up to Stephen A. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even playing. <laughs> well, okay. Well, all right, all right. Like, but all right. We'll advance the conversation. Did all right? I'll give you a chance in a second. But have you guys? <laughs> what do you make of? I can't even answer my own question. The, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Please answer about the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> this is the happiest you'll be. <laughs> Period. The whole basketball conversation. I got nothing else other than this. <laughs> Ron James should absolutely request a trade from the Los Angeles Lakers to the point and the question of where should he trade? I don't care. He can go to Toronto. He, whomever has the most amount of picks, that's where he ought to go. Whoever is going to give the Los Angeles Lakers the greatest haul. You mentioned it just a second ago. Why would he request a trade? He could go to try to win another chip. He could go to a better position where he feels like it would give Bronny a better opportunity. If he wants to go to uh, um, to Minnesota, wherever you want to go, carry yourself, take your bags and all of this faded, hollow expectations. I appreciate what he has done to be able to at least make us still, quote unquote, relevant in some of y'all people's eyes or whatever. 
Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers will always be the ultimate like standard of what a franchise should be in the National Basketball Association. However, I am at this point sick and tired of being hamstrung by LeBron James and Mr. Glass himself, Anthony Anthony Davis, and all of the inabilities to try to build a, a squad around this aging player who, who, again, is still one of the top 15 players at this point in the National Basketball Association but I'm sick of it. All of the extra hype. All, we need to focus on the future, get as many picks as we can for him. There is n- under no circumstance, under no circumstance should they, should they draft Bronny James. Because like you just said, he's a bum. He's not even good as his little brother. It will be nowhere nearly as good as his father. Get him, get that out of their minds. And so LeBron should request a trade. They should oblige. Get as much as you can for him. Scrap all of these guys except for the young players like a uh, like a Ray or uh, a Rui rather, and, and even the White Mamba. All let all them boys stay and let LeBron and, and Mr. Glass go on about their business. You can go ahead with the rest of basketball now. He just wanted to chest a rent. Yoshi. That's all that was. Exactly. Thank you, Yoshi. How long have you been? How long, the show? Have, you been, yeah. how long have you been listening to us, Yoshi? Since its inception, three years. Thank you. So, <clears throat> you mean and it's every, pretty, pretty every much episode, every episode we find correct. a way to get to the Lakers, and I oh absolutely. But outside of that, though, did we? So we we were recording when the bubble championship went went on, right? Uh huh. And we were also recording when the in season championship just. Passed. Oh, that 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 we hang that we hang the banners for that that went on right. We were huh? we were live. Okay, no, like no, is this revisionist no, history. No, 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 no. What? I didn't land nothing. I didn't even say nothing yet. What? But journalist, you jumping. You jumping. The bubble was two thousand. We didn't record. Start recording until oh, January. Oh. No, no, no. The bubble was you talking about twenty twenty. That's what I'm sorry. I said two thousand twenty twenty. We didn't start okay. recording until January of twenty. Okay. All right. I'm so just asking. I'm asking. Oh, I'm asking. Huh? Okay. No, 2020, 2021. No, yeah. I didn't record during the bubble. Right. Yeah, because we didn't get on air. Our first episode was getting ready for the Super Bowl in 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Great. You got me. But listen, uh, my point that's being made is simply this dude right now is turning on on LeBron and AD when those were now LeBron is never your savior but you always listen 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 you always you always create a scenarios where AD will lead y'all to greatness and and in what worlds that y'all as a Laker team can be successful with AD behind the driver's seat I mean in the no, driver's seat no, no sir that's revisionist history you I am, haven't? I am what, a fan what? of the Los Angeles Lakers. When they are doing what has game plan I will acknowledge that, but I've never believed in him simply because of his inavailability. He's too often and far too often hurt. That's why he is Mr. Glass with me. Like, I like a lot of our younger players. I ain't never, there's no. He's become Mr. Glass. Anybody can say that I've ever been a LeBron fan or like even when we. You've had him. It was like, all right, cool, come win some championships and go about your business. But I agree. 
I mean, but even and the same with Mr. Glass. I felt like had he played to the potential of who he can be, it would There we go, Yoshi. But he hasn't done that. So I ain't got no. No, but I'm saying what I'm saying is you had optimism for him when he got there. You had optimism and you created this world where it was going to work. Instantly do every year the pandemic um, come and have some game plan where it's like if we and I'm like okay yeah, see it and it don't work or they don't do it in the way that they're supposed to. Oh, it'll be spurts and you'll be like my Lakers. <laughs> no, because you see my Lakers, my Lakers, not not my Lebrons, not my Anthony. Oh, I agree. My Lakers, they just happen to be wearing my uniform right now. You louder than the Cowboys fan, man. Watch this. The same way that I'm a Panthers fan and I'm going to tell the truth about Cam Newton from the beginning is the same way I'm going to do with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's all to it. You can go ahead, though. <laughs> so let's, <laughs> well, let's talk about um, some of the starters that's going. Uh, tell them again. Go ahead. Isaiah Blake says everyone talks like that about their team. Final lot. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Oh, oh, I got it. Back to 94. Hey, man. I'm, I'm stopped, just, though. I'm, I'm no, we don't gloat. We don't brag. Yeah. We don't, oh, look at us. Look at us. When it's time for us, when we perform it, when we're performing, we acknowledge it. Same. Every other time, we are objective, though. Same. I tell you, we stick. I'll tell you, we stink more than you say that y'all stink, bro. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, and you okay. project as well too. You'll project as well. I do. I'll you'll be like, no, y'all, y'all, and I'll be like, I ain't competing with you. I told you. <sighs> Sorry, Zay, Mr. Blake. Yeah, we both grew up born They're and bred. I will give them that. They both from New York. <laughs> New York just came back from New York. Look at Yoshi. See, look, he about to give you. Once they start giving street names, bro, that's when you know you're in trouble. It's not one forty fifth, Lennox V. Relax. Right. LeBron is my favorite bum. <laughs> Yo, and Ibrahim. That's because my co-host said eggs, grits, and ignorance. Shameless. Oh, Ibrahim. Live. Yeah, we on tomorrow live. Yeah. Yo, Yoshi, so um, while I'm pulling this up, though, I want to go because the All-Star game is going to be in sunny Indianapolis. Um, did you guys have any um, anybody that you would want to see? Because I know that you said it's not a it's not a snub thing. And I agree. Anybody that you were impressed with so much that you wanted to see in the game before I go over the I'm going to just go over the starters from each uh, from each conference. Okay, go ahead, uh, Yoshi. I'm waiting on him to get anybody you want to see. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me do it that way then. The Eastern Conference starters: you got Giannis, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum. And in the Western Conference, we have Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Shea Gilgis Alexander, LeBron James, LeBron James, <laughs> and um, yeah, Queens get the money and Nikola Jokic. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Yeah, shout out to Queen. But yeah, so that that's the uh, starting five. It just looks like ah, uh, this is this reminds me of like NBA Live and NBA Two K. It's just there's no weaknesses. <laughs> I mean, I know that that's the epitome of an All Star game, but this is like where we've gotten at the level of parity. To your point, um, Big Cliff, all all season long that you've been lamenting. 
this is this is crazy. Like any of these people can go up for a quick twenty five thirty at any given time. Um. Yeah. No. Ibrahim's not a Knicks fan. Um. But uh, I'm a, for 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 my answer. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the young the young great one answer for me. Who you want to see play in the NBA? In All Star game. Who in you want to see in All Star game? Hmm. In the All Star game. You always talk about your favorite team. Oh. What? So wait. No, you just. <laughs> He's like, wait, the light's bright. He's freezing. He's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Who you watch all the time on TV? This is oh the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks. So of mm. course, Giannis, right? Yeah, or Damian. Okay, okay, okay. There you okay, go. Dame time, Dame time, and Giannis. I like that. All right, all right. Goodbye, cause you suck. Appreciate you. <laughs> Shout out to the future. <laughs> right, right, right. He got his own podcast. Got he, got he got his own podcast and got nervous. Like, come on, man. Yeah, nah. He, Probably in time. <laughs> Got his own podcast and can't answer the question. I like, come on, man. You, you just talked about Giannis on on your podcast episode that come out next week. Like, you come on, man. Mm. Just talked about it. Yeah. Man. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, Giannis. No, nah, it's all good. So Giannis and, and D Lillard. So any snubs or not? Anybody you looking forward to to seeing out there? No, because uh, no. All time. I will say this. I'm looking forward to both Giannis and Lillard getting off and having a great performance under the brightest lights because this will be their only opportunity oh, to yeah. be in the bright life because they will not make the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Yeah, they not. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Doc Rivers and the Thanasis. <laughs> he's ready to see Patrick Mahomes <laughs> yes indeed indeed so um, something else that uh, went down real quick that I wanted to go over before moving forward with Tyrese Halliburton while we're talking about All-Stars did y'all see um, everything that happened you know of course recently the NBA has implemented a 65 game rule gotta play essentially the majority of your games line share of the games during the regular season to qualify for incentives and bumps, but also different um, awards and stuff that provides those said incentives, right? So uh, Tyrese Halliburton, due to real injury, um, is out. Um, and the catalyst for all of this stuff, these, these rule changes, has been long, ongoing load management um the, the topic of load management and how the nba kind of balances that with giving the fans what they pay for um y'all thoughts on the tyrese halliburton situation i like the rule and the spirit and the essence of it but for if, if there's a player who's authentically and genuinely hurt but then comes in and balls out in the portion of the season that he is there whether it be before or after the injury I don't think that it should disqualify them from having uh, eligibility to be able to get not only the incentives, but the awards. If they have that level of a season without having, like, again, sitting because you, oh, my back hurting, mm, I'm old. Now, that's something different. Ben Simmons, <laughs> you just a fashion model. <laughs> yeah, nah, for any of those reasons, I get it. But uh, the spirit of the rule, I understand, but I don't like the application, so... And, and, and again, though, the the genesis of even why it's happening, though, you know what I mean? Are you. Are you can you acknowledge that 
where we are is a result of what we have been doing or where where we was. You know what I'm saying? As an association. Yeah, like Ibrahim just placed in the comments. They should call it the Michael Jordan rule because Mike played almost every minute, no stupid resting. If if his arms wasn't falling off, we all know the flu game. Mike is going to be on that court. And I, I, I guess it's hard to compare oranges to apples, apples to bananas. Um, but it is definitely where it is now. And, 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 and the, a sign of reflective of load management and taking care of their body and putting $66 million worth of investment into your body as a machine. Shout out to LeBron. Yeah, I went I'm, to, uh, well, I'm sorry. Yes, you go ahead. I, I'm going to answer the question and, and real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, a rule is a rule, no matter what the rule is. So um, don't get hurt. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a tough ass. I feel you, but yeah, it's just because at the end of the day, like I can say, because now if we're gonna if we're gonna play that game where he was legitimately hurt or he was legitimately hurt, now people start going, "All right, well, I guess I'll act like I'm hurt," and right. then I'll say I can't go. I twisted my ankle. Like these guys know how to fake injuries, so they'll just find ways to load manage because somebody's already set the precedent that they came back from an injury balled out and they still got their incentives. And I just think if, if, if not only have these organizations invested in you millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, but the fans have invested in you, especially Mm -hmm. the people who for some of them, they get to only see one game. They get to see you one time they only had this $100 for this ticket this one time. And this, and this is, and they taking a kid to the game to see the great, whoever it is play because they're a biggest fan and they get there and they're in street clothes and they're not even hurt. So, so you want your money? Don't get hurt. I go to uh, the Charlotte Hornets game earlier this week and I was blessed to get tickets last week or, or went with, um, with Ashton last week, both games, Gordon Hayward is at the end of the bench. You look up on, the ESPN app, $30 million this year, this season that he's making. Um, to you guys' point, the, the ticket prices, the concessions, everything that goes into that fan experience for going to the game, absolutely. And to Yoshi's point, because injuries are something that's inevitable, is it something that they would that you would look at perhaps penalizing the team because right now the the other the other layer of it, Yoshi, is again the culpability that the organization organizations have. We were just talking about Tony, the, the culpability that they have, where they're trying to just shave a couple of M's and save some some money for their books for the season and play those type of games with with these players that really do want to play, and they'll sit players that you know what I'm saying. So it, it, I think it's it kind of goes both ways with that. Well, let me let me ask you this question. And this is this is the best analogy I think we can give, and that, that many people can relate to. All right, basketball is these guys' job, right? This is their job. This Agreed. Is what, this is their job. They they this is their career that pays them well. If I call out of my job, they gonna give me a couple of days. But after them couple of days, they start docking my pay. Now, if they want to do, if they want to put that in place. Where now you start getting docked, like you got you got these five days built in. These are your sick days, and then after your sick days, you start rolling into the FMLA. FMLA <laughs> just keeps your job. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid. All it does is keep your job. It mm-hmm. says you can't put nobody in your spot. 
So at the end of the day, if they treat it like that, that, that that's all this is saying. Like you call out, you get docked. You don't get those incentives because call out enough times at your job, A, you don't have one, mm-hmm. and B, you won't get incentives because you won't meet whatever it is you need to meet to get your incentives. So why should anything be different for people who are already privileged enough to get paid millions mm-hmm. of dollars to do what they love? I love teaching. I'm never going to get paid millions of dollars to doing it for doing it. It's quick, just quick it's, question. Quick question for both of y'all. Five million dollars. You're being paid five million dollars this year. All right. Outside of your house right now. Very inclement weather, icy roads. You don't have any salt. Are you getting to work, Cliff? I don't know. It depends on how I'm feeling. Okay, now. next. All right, all right. Yoshi. I'm are you going, going to, to are you get you gonna find a way to get to work? All I'm right, yeah. And and uh, for anybody that was wondering, that was some shade and a slight thrown at DeAndre Ayton, who claims to be a max player, but in Portland was cooped up in the house and um stated that he was trapped in the house and not able to to get out there to the game. Because um, which is no man. Y'all from New York, y'all know what it is to walk through 66 feet of snow. Man, the snow beat the snow. Yeah. I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna exaggerate and say it's because he's doing this, he's he performing right now. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm gassing. I, I don't make five million, and, and I don't care what the weather is. If I got and something, just, and I don't know what he makes, but I was just giving that hypothetical yeah. as far as because I yeah. think he's got higher, maybe. But what he was saying, as far as the way that he was talking about being one of the top centers, and then you can't exactly get an Uber or something like that. Like that, just hearing that story was was nuts to me. This is not a job that you have a a, a MacBook at home and you could just clock in to work or whatever like that. You have to get on the basketball court, brother. All right, like yeah, so that was that was my little shade to uh, DeAndre Ayton, y'all. Yeah, I appreciate. Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going. Um, right to my I just wanted to, before we moved on to college basketball, one to really quickly go to this as well. Inflated scores. Um, I'm tired of it. I think that, again, the chickens are coming home to roost. Um, when you're talking about the rule changes and, um, of course the the Steph Curry effect with with the three pointer, but n- now we're seeing. Shout out to Joel Embiid. Got the party started. Was that the anniversary, the day that he scored real quickly, 70 points? Was that the anniversary of the Kobe? Yeah, his and uh, Lucas were both Cat. on the anniversary. Okay, Luca. Okay, and then no Cat got a 62 game in there, 62 point game in there somewhere. I just want to say none of y'all are Kobe. None of y'all are Mamba. All right. <laughs> just wanted to say that um, the way that the rules are right now and, and nowadays, I don't know if y'all both saw the Luca clip where he's pretty much doing a cone drill around the defenders and laying it up with his left hand. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, Ibrahim mentioned a good point just a few moments ago to said, get rid of the flavor and fries. If they do that, we will not see no 70 points, 60 points, 50 point games. You think at- there are enough enforcers in, left in the league that oh, Draymond Green. not happening? He's only, yeah, but I mean, I, enough. I'm saying enough. I think, I think Imagine the boy down in um uh uh what's the light skin name uh who thinks he's a bully? Dylan Brooks. Dylan, Dylan Brooks. That's yeah. enough. That's enough. I think there's. I, I think that if they, I find it hard to watch the NBA, mm-hmm. um, because not good basketball. It's just not good basketball. I don't like my son. I don't like my sons watching. The, the NBA. Um, I used to tell my high school players not to watch the NBA. I actually used to tell them to watch girls' college basketball, women's college basketball. Mm-hmm. That's why I used to tell them to watch. Watch women's college basketball. If you want to really watch good basketball, watch right. women's college basketball. Because 
you know, it's it's not based on athleticism or anything else. It's based on skill. The right. best you got to be skilled. Execution, yeah. Execution, and um, and I'm not saying you know it's not to disparage anything, but they don't call travels. All of this was in a. I don't know who thought that the score at halftime needed to be eighty to seventy for me to watch it because I can't. Um, yeah. Bring me back, and, and you know you you maybe us older people we're just older because we're in from a different era or whatever we might think this way but bring me back to the the bad boy pistons or um um those 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 celtic lakers matchups and where defense mm-hmm. is actually being being played and right. no there are flagrant fouls but it only came when you saw blood like oh jordan you gonna come in here then you gonna feel all of this in here and him oh, oh, right. and, Oh, sorry. And him continuing, yeah, yeah. and him yeah. continuing to keep going. Like, okay, y'all not gonna stop me. Like, I'm not gonna allow you to to make me feel weak. And um, yeah, good point. Bring back real big men, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Patrick Ewing. Um, you know, let, bring back those skilled bigs who dominated the paint, who didn't want to doggone shoot threes and and, right. and dribble the ball at six eleven. And and uh, and bring back people who play defense, Gary Payton. Absolutely. Like, you know, like it, bring back bring back that on our test. <laughs> the Kimbe Matumbo who who commanded the paint. Um, you if you going in there, the ball. Dennis Rodman, ball, known for your defense. Dennis yeah. Rodman, like You're known for your scrappy defense. Who is making all defensive team when teams are scoring 130? The one who stops them. Stops them at 106. <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna think Rod Strickland. He put it perfectly. Um, and I believe it was Rod Strickland that said this, uh, but he said today's game, and he's some. I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying it's pretty much bad basketball, um, where uh, pause, but penetrate into the basket to to try to create for yourself. Back in the day, you were looking for space. You were dribbling through space. Like right now, you'll dribble into the man and make the ref decide to send you to the line or if it's a charge and you'll do that every single time. Like that's hard. That's just not basketball. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not uh rhythmic. Exactly. There's no cadence to that. There, that's, there's no rhythm to that. There's a point where we used to run three man weaves, right? That's a basic drill that you learn from before high school, all the way coming up through the ranks, a three man weave. Nowadays, if you're on a three on two fast break, um, the, the fundamentals are horrible. The, the, a, a runner will be behind you and stuff like that instead of in front of you. Somebody will stop for the three pointer. It's just it's horrible fundamentals going on in the league right now. Okay, and let me and ask again. Let me, the, and let me say this: and do, do you see, like, who believes that Doc Rivers just can't coach? Just can't coach. I don't believe. I don't believe he can't coach. <laughs> no, listen to me. He can't coach these players. Mm. I'm not saying that he can't coach because you're talking about somebody who came back from came from a particular era in which, you know, things were, you know, there were plays being run. You actually ran and he's a player's set. coach at that. He's a player's coach. You, know, you actually, actually ran a set. And now you got guys dribble, 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 dribble three. And then or dribble, 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 like to the high stars point, go to the paint, get to the line. LeBron James is the king of that. Let me go and fall down and go to the line. You know, and I just I, I feel like the game has become and it's ruining kids that's the thing that kills that me. is it for it's me it's ruining kids man i was at a rec league game my son's rec league game 
and kids are shooting from three steps, 11-year-olds, three steps behind the three-point line. The, the referees are not calling travels. They're not calling discontinues because what we're watching, they're watching these people. This is not, that's not a walk. He took, he only took three steps. I was going to say, think about what the step back jumper has done to these younger kids. And the Euro, the Euro step. Yeah. If it's done incorrectly, it is a travel. (laughs) So like when kids do it and and the ref calls it and they look at me, no, that's it. Son, I done told you stop. I done told you to stop that. It's a travel. I don't when I train kids, I don't teach that because it is a it is a travel. Like it's just it has ruined the game. I, I, I can't watch it. I don't I, I try not to let my sons watch it. But like you can't tell it's just it's bad basketball. And, and it's it, you know, it's beneficial to it helps those parents, it helps those players and, and kudos to um the the, the the people that are privileged enough to play the game to take care of their families. But literally at this point, that's all it is. It's some people yeah, we're, playing pickup to take care of their family. That, that's all. We're, we're going. We're heading in the direction where they're going to force a hundred, a hundred point player on us. Like they, somebody literally said, I think it was let out from the, from the um, Timberwolves locker room that hey, we were trying to let Cat score a hundred or something like that. Like, and they ended up losing. They lost with this guy scoring as much as he did. Like. This stuff is ridiculous, you know. Um, is they want the All Star Weekend all season long, and that and that is it. I think. Shout out to Isaiah saying it's the Globetrotters. He mentioned earlier it's a show. Shout out to uh, shout out to Kim Craig, uh, Kendra Smith checking in. It's it's at a point where it's about the showmanship, and and you you mentioned it. They're putting on a display of these otherworldly talents with Steph shooting from wherever but it is ruined with these big men popping out trying to shoot the threes and it's ruined the game of basketball and like you to your point yoshi we we watch a lot of basketball crux media is able to cover a whole lot of different perspectives different games and to watch high schoolers six foot eight six foot nine who should be big men in training living at the three-point line is bananas to me like it it, it, frustrating like yo it's get oh bro now, if you're now, if it's you're a difference born, to me if you're born with was, that like because i think lebron was has the ability to he's about six eight can facilitate can shoot can, you know well, it's up in the air whether he can really shoot um yeah yeah but you know <laughs> he, he 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 came up as you know a pretty much a point forward is what they had to kind of coin the term um same with so, luca yeah, same same with Luca. They kind of big guys who can handle the ball, can shoot it a little bit, can get to the, can make other people better. Great vision, and I think those people are somewhat of an anomaly. All right, high IQ. Yeah, high IQ. Like even you know, uh, uh, let's say back in the day, you, you didn't have a lot, but you had a couple of guys who could do that. Um, uh, one Magic, player, Penny Magic, Hardaway, Penny Hardaway, and of course, this next player wasn't in their realm, but I thought he was pretty good at what he did at his height, and that was Tony Kukoc. Um, so when you think of those, when you think of that type of thing, it was very few, and even now, very few people can actually do it successful because all of the guys that are scoring all these points now in the NBA are volume scorers. They're not getting it off of efficient shots now. They're putting up 30 shots and getting 30 points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the majority of their, the majority of their points are coming from the line. Oh, mellow method. Yeah, I, yeah mellow. You know, <laughs> 
there you go. Um, and I think it started with that particular class. I think where we at now started with that mm-hmm. class. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, um, uh, Carmelo Hopefully. Anthony class. Like it started with that. This what we're living now. It started with them. That, that's just my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. The stretch again, when we're talking about your stretch fours and stuff like that, your dirts of the world and everything. When those kids now are younger and being trained, um, AD. AD is point guard all the way up to Kentucky. If, am I wrong? Or to high school? Yeah, and he, shot, he shot up in paint. Right. In so paint. even so, again, we talk about access with the training and stuff like that. These kids have access to world class trainers, a bunch of guys that have played overseas or played in the league and stuff like that, and have come back to whatever respective towns and are training and stuff like that. So the the, the trainers are more accessible, and they may train. They're gonna you're gonna train. A guy that's gonna eventually be six eight, six nine, you're gonna be training him on all of the skills or whatever like that. So he's going through the ball handling skills that Steph would do as a young uh player versus learning some footwork techniques and stuff as a big man because we know what the pop what was going on with the uh big man stuff, you know? Uh so yeah, definitely. It's just a different time with the league. I did want to also bring this up real quick. This is the first year during the All-Star weekend. Steph will be playing, um, going up against, I'm not sure if y'all saw it, Steph Curry will be going up against uh, Ionesca from the New York Liberty mm. uh, in a three-point competition, face to, I mean, head-to-head. Um, but as you were mentioning, Yoshi, um, there's just much more beautiful basketball on the women's side of things, especially at the college level um, as well, mm. so... I wanted to jump there. I know the Gamecocks had a pretty big test down there in Baton Rouge a couple of weeks ago. They man, I tell you what, Hightower, it's almost like you do this for a living, man. Uh, speaking of the Gamecocks, they did. Um, pretty big and amazing game. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and uh, jump into everybody's favorite, well, at least it's my favorite, segment of the show, Big Deal, No Thing. That's a big nah, deal. that ain't no thing. Big Deal, No Thing. We give you sports topics and or headlines and tell you whether or not it's a big deal or no thing. So first up, the South Carolina women Gamecocks come back from behind to beat the LSU Tigers 76 to 70. DJ High Star, big deal, no thing. Big deal. That's a big deal. Yoshi, big deal, no thing. Big deal. That's a big deal. I'm going the other way. Nah, that ain't no thing. We'll start with you, High Star. Why you say it's a big deal? No, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Number one. In the way game. Number two. Oh, oh, okay. Number two. Uh, definitely came back uh, from being down. Exciting game. Number three, the ratings for that game. Higher than the NBA games that was that evening. Number four, Don Staley showed us who she was. All right. You got all of these, the, the highest level superstars, I mean, as far as names and stuff like that. Malaysia, Pawalis and things like that. And Don Staley just coached her way, um, her, her kids um, to the victory. They ended up fouling. Your girl out, um, Baltimore's finest, um, Angel Reese. Angel, Angel Reese, yeah, they got her to foul out and everything like that. And they stood tall. Um, tough test, and they, they, this is a victory that they needed this season. That does probably, you know, that was circled. Yoshi, why you say it's a big deal? Um, I think anytime that you can, uh, it's easy. It's easy to win when you're ahead, and it, it's diff- and, and when you've been doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you come through a test. I think if they would have lost, it would have been it would have been bigger. It would have been a big thing for for 
the fact, I'm sorry, the fact that they were able to not lose that game, being that they were down so big, they were dominated, really dominated in the beginning of this game. First quarter, exclusive. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, yeah, this was at the beginning of the game. They were dominated. And I think you can always tell where a team is if you look at the coach. And when you looked at Dawn Staley, she did not look bothered. She did not look razzed. I don't know what she did in the locker room at halftime. But she did not have that look on her face as if that um, if they would have lost, I don't know how much it would have been a big deal because I I think people people actually anticipated LSU beating them. Some people actually anticipated that. That's why it was so widely watched. There were people who felt like they would beat them. And when they were at home and when they and because LSU was at home, the place was rocking. Mm-hmm. And 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 you got a, that's a very good LSU team, but I think what people that was saying that LSU was going to win, what they negated was they're good one through five, six through ten, a little bit of a little stretch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas whereas USC one through sixteen is good, I like that, <laughs> you know, and and so that's why I say it's a big deal because you they actually put the rest of everybody on notice. Like, yeah, even if you got us down, we're not about to lose this game. For so many of the reasons that you all said is the reason that I know that it was not a thing. One, uh, yeah. I don't know who all those people were that was expecting LSU to, to win outside yeah. of LSU. I wasn't one of them. Um, I know what this team is. And for that very same reason, one through 16, they have a much deeper bench. I knew that that wasn't the thing. You mentioned also how they dominated in the early part of the game. LSU won the first quarter, and that was it. After the first, it was 24 to 18. South Carolina won every other quarter the remaining portion of that game. Also a reason it was no thing for me. Finally, when Angel Reese fouled out, and and even the significant time that she was on the bench with foul trouble were the times that LSU kind of shriveled down because, as you mentioned, their starting five was good, but they don't have a whole bunch past that. To me, it was almost an expectation that South Carolina, it was a test. I knew it would be a good game almost exclusively because of Angel Reese. Um, but when she was not in there, it was a different game. Now, that being said, do I feel like as a South Carolina fan, because I don't want nobody to get it twisted, I am a fan of the Gamecocks. But it was no thing for me because there was an expectation that they would win. And then once you remove Angel Reese out of that equation, it's almost a foregone conclusion for me at that point. That's why it wasn't no thing for me. Yeah, I think I, you didn't address You didn't address me. All right, man. All right. right. (laughs) Nobody addressed my rating situation. You talking about, oh, like you came out like gangbusters, like you had a counter for each point and you conveniently skipped over my big plays. Okay. And and with regards to the ratings, nah, that ain't no thing. Next up on Big Deal No Thing, the South Carolina Gamecock man currently ranked number 26 in the country. Big Deal No Thing. Uh, start with you, Yoshi. Big deal. That's a big deal. High star. No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. <sighs> I'm gonna go one way, but for opposite reasons of what y'all think. That's a big deal. All right, start with you, Yoshi. Why you say that? That's a uh, you said no thing. No, I said big deal. Big deal. Why you say it's a big deal? Last year they wanted Lamont Paris fired. Let's let's just call it what it is. <laughs> like. Yeah, last year they they you know they 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 got you know Frank was out. They wanted they like they wanted him gone. Um, 
And he was, and when you looked at the class he brought in, nobody really thought that this, that, that what he was bringing in was going to be good enough to get them to this point. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, um, coach Parrish coach, um, and all the plethora of other coach, the, the coaching staff he has over there has done a great job with this group and it's paying dividends. The fact that they're ranked, um, where they are. And I think they're going to move up even further because as they go through, they've just, you know, they recently beat Kentucky. Um, they're in the midst of a winning streak. Um, coach Parrish is, is in, and another thing that goes without like coach Parrish is in the locker room dancing after games and, the kids, like the, the the players, are loving them and 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 in tune with that. Now, I I had an opportunity to talk to not Coach Paris, but one of his assistants today, and I told him, I said, "Tell Coach Paris stop dancing, please. You tell him, just tell him." I said he, and he said, he said, he, I said, because I don't know where the rhythm is, because he he not getting it, and he said, "Guess what, Coach? I'm gonna tell you what. He ain't never gonna get no rhythm." So <laughs> he said, but the kids, he said, the kids love it, so he, I know he's gonna keep doing it. But you see the fun, you see the camaraderie. You see, they're enjoying playing basketball together. And uh, uh, my talks with this, with some of the guys on the staff was this team was put together. This they were put together for that, for this. They they brought in high character kids who you know all would be bought into what they're doing. So the fact that their plan pay, is paying dividends, that's a big deal. Hi, star. Why you say no thing? Because I'm just. We talk about Columbia, I'm focused on Coach Daly, man. But <laughs> now Yoshi, you know, again, seven degrees of separation, really like three degrees of separation. Got a direct line to a lot of the head coaches out here um, in, in college sports as far as in the, in, the, in the Carolinas, North and South, and just in the region. So he's got a different perspective. But um, in general, and it kind of answers, not answers Isaiah's uh, statement, but kind of responds to that as well. Again, my with, with me even bringing up the ratings is just indicative of where women's college basketball is at. That that was pretty much like us seeing the the you know the one of the NFC East games this year or whatever like that. Showing love to Yoshi, but nah, see like the you know what I mean, the Eagles or the Chiefs or like um, you know whoever the Steelers playing whoever. It, it was just a big game as far as like. And then it delivered when the eyes were on the game. So that that's kind of what I was saying with the with the rating. But and to that and to your point, uh, it's crazy how I it, it was so many people. I had never seen this many people on my timeline for a women's game. I'd never seen that many. It's people. not even a championship. It's not nothing. You know, March Madness or nothing. It's just a game. Like, and what would be what would be perfect for the NC for the the, the women's side of basketball in NCAA if that was the matchup for the national championship? That would be mm-hmm. that would be the perfect setup. No underdog, LSU, South Carolina for the national championship. I think that's the best case scenario. Like ratings wise, that's the best case scenario. But so real quick for me, big deal. Um, I say about the Gamecock men because like you everything you guys have said, they've been well. Everything Yoshi said. Uh, they've been playing tremendous basketball throughout the season, having beat a top 10 Kentucky, having beat number five to Tennessee. I feel like they were disrespected. And after with this next poll, after in a week beating two top 10 teams, they currently sit um, with a record of 18 and three, six and two overall in the SEC, the, the second seed, um, number one in the SEC East. I, I 
If they're not in the top 15 after this, somebody's going to have to tell me something. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my guy, DJ Highstar, alongside our guest, Yusef in the building, host of Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance, and the Relationship Status Podcast. We are talking big deal, no thing. As we continue on with the basketball-themed big deal, no thing, uh, we're going to transition into high school basketball. Um, Ridgeview versus Westwood, part two. Big deal, no thing. Starting with you, High Star. Big, big deal. I'll help you out. Yoshi. <laughs> big deal. That's a big deal. And I'm going to go, that's a huge deal. <laughs> we'll start with you, Yoshi. Uh, why you say that's a big deal, man? Uh, well, first off, um, I think the the, the number one uh, is the winner of the region becomes, the, the, the winner of this game is going to win the region. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's tough because they're going to go into a tiebreaker. Let me not say that they're going to go into a tiebreaker. So there's a couple of there's a couple of pieces here that that have to be um, um, talked about. So if Ridgeview does beat Westwood, they have to beat Westwood by. Um, it's not by the amount of points. It's about the amount of points given up. So if mm-hmm. Westwood beats if if West if Ridgeview beats Westwood, they have to beat them. They have to beat them and not give up 60, 64 points. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't give up sixty five points because if they if they lose and give up sixty five points, they lose the tiebreaker. So wow. the the best thing for Westwood would be to win this game um, because when they beat them the first time, it was sixty six sixty four. Came down to a few plays at the end of the game. Um, and place was packed. It's a rivalry game. There's a lot of there's a because of some things that happened, because of some things that happened afterwards after Westwood won. Some things that were said by the coach. It has caused some more like spark and fire between. Be, I wouldn't say between the coaches, but between the teams, fan bases, uh, between the fan bases. Um, and it it just it's gonna this flame is gonna be hot. And it's a big deal because whoever wins the region gets that number one seed and they don't have to see one of the better, one of the best teams in the state in Wilson until the lower state championship, whoever gets the two seed ends up in that bracket. And they probably, they're going to have to see Wilson in the second round in Florence because Wilson clinched the number one seed and they're the number one seed overall. And what's crazy is they have first round. They have every round is at Wilson, the lower state is in Florence, and then the state championship is in Florence. Also in Florence. So to have to come to Florence, so you really don't want to see them until the lower state, really and truly. You don't want to have to go there. So that's why I think there's more, there's there's a lot of stuff that's riding on this next game. And that's why it's an extremely big deal. And also, uh, first time head coach Trent Robinson over at Westwood, like this is he's 18 and one after that team didn't do that well last year. Right. He, he took the same players. Actually, they, they, they lost some seniors, but he's taking these same players. They're 18 and one, seven and zero in the region in a very tough region. You're talking about AC Flora, um, uh, uh, Ridgeview, Irmo, who's the reigning state championship, reigning state champions. Um, I don't like them. Um, and ah, because they beat me, in the, they beat me in the lower state. Um, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you, 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 it is huge that they get this win. Whoever it's huge for whoever wins, but for Ridgeview, um, they have to win and then not give up those points. 
That's what has to happen for them to win that tiebreaker. Because that next game, I wouldn't say it's a foregone conclusion, but it's pretty. I'm pretty sure they'll be able to get through um, that that game on Tuesday just fine. So, High Star, I'm I'm gonna forgive if if you would uh, your explanation. We're gonna move forward just for the right. purpose of the times. I do. I wasn't gonna be long. Okay, go for it. Why is it a big deal? I said that it was a big deal because to give somebody like Yoshi an ISO on something where he has a regency bias, and then we got Cliff Vitale over here moonlighting as um, you know an NBA and I mean a high school announcer is clearly a big deal because both of you guys are well informed on this. A guy. regency bias, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ibrahim one time. Before Ibrahim slides out, man, you got, I got to let you get a plug in for Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance. Joshi, go ahead and holler at him one time and let the folks know where and how and what Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance is and why they should check you guys out. Uh, eggs, eggs, Grits, and Ignorance is... Uh, um, we, we <laughs> It's the ignorant side of the news. Um, <laughs> you, you're not going to come there and find out about Cardi B or anything um, like that. You're, you, anything you deem as serious, you're not going to get. You're going to get... Um, uh, uh, this man who's in love. You're gonna get a story it's like a man who's in love with balloons. You know, <laughs> literally. You know, um, and these are real stories that we Very can find. Um, and that's our Thursday show. Um, and then our two our Monday show is about uh, we recap um the, the show Power. We recap all of the um all of the episodes from all of the different um uh spinoffs. Um, and we're about to do we we're. We're talking about doing a rewatch of the flagship power um, and then recapping those. So we do those um, each and every Monday and you can tag, uh, you know, tap into the eggs, grits and ignorance page right here on Facebook. And you can catch us on YouTube with the eggs, grits and ignorance. Absolutely. It's ignorant as fun. Oh, no, it, 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 no, listen, it's pure tea. It's Ooh, you're, hilarious. you're not coming there <laughs> for anything serious. You're going to hear a bunch of nonsense um, we just wanted it to be a way for you to just get away from the monotony of the serious side of the world. And we just didn't want it. That's why sometimes we may come in and we got six stories or we got one. And then Ibrahim's EB's top five. You don't know what you're going to like the top five things. Yeah. The top five positions, you know, when you, you know, <laughs> a little bit of everything, with, man, with, with a Timberland boot on, like, you know, stuff like all right, that. All right. Sports. Carolina sports talk. <laughs> Yoshi. We got one more. I'm going to throw one more at you. This just in one more big deal. No thing. The state of North Carolina. And I want to make sure I pull it up to read it. Breaking news. Beginning today, North Carolina private school athletes will have the ability to earn money off their name, images, and likeness, also known as NIL. Um, public athletes cannot, but there's a change. Yeah, public schools cannot receive that NIL money. Private schools right. can. Yo, first, let's start here. Big deal, no thing. Start with you, High Star. A big deal. That's a big deal. Yoshi. Big deal. That's a big deal. I said the same big deal. That's a big deal. Why you say high star? Uh, we know where, <laughs> a lack of better terms, we know where some naughty stuff happens in amateur sports pause or corruption, if you will, borderline corruption is going to heighten it. Um, come from, I come from the days of the era where, you know, football coach, he's a good football player across town. He's going to bring him over, but it's going to also, Kind of shake up the hierarchy of a lot of these smaller private schools and, and uh, you know Catholic or Christian academies and stuff. 
are going to start kind of being the big dogs around. Mm. I like to take Yoshi. Why you say it's a big deal? Uh, it's a big deal because it's going to affect uh, South Carolina um, in a sense of players are now um, either going to go because, you know, quiet is quiet, quiet is kept is it's on the it's on the agenda. And, and it's, there's grumblings from the high school league that it is coming to South Carolina. Um, public high school league? Yeah, to the, the yeah the South Carolina high school league, public schools and private schools are both talking about it because Georgia has already passed it, and that's a bordering state. And then now that North Carolina has passed it, that's a bordering state. South, South Carolina is trying not to lose kids. Um, so uh, it, it's going to come in. And that's why I say it's a big deal. Had North Carolina not passed it, I think it doesn't affect South Carolina. Um, but also, uh, to High Star's point, uh, now you're them, them. Now we're buying players, and um, and, and I think it's a big deal for me. Um, because there was a level of pride for playing for your school, um, mm-hmm. that came from playing for your school. Um, there was an innocence that came from being a high school athlete. Um, and you know, some people was paid stuff. You know, you know, it it, it sometimes happened. Hey, you had a good game. You might be at McDonald's or whatever. Somebody done paid for your food or they done slid you a little something. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you had them touchdown, son, man. Come over here. You know, but once we start paying, like, what 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 are we gonna do next? We gonna it's gonna be middle school. We gonna go to rec league, like, cause you know, I, I just, I just think it's. It, it, it's a big deal because it's ruining. It's gonna ruin the sport. It's gonna ruin high school sports. That's mm. for me. It's just gonna ruin. It's gonna. It's ruining the innocence of high school sports. I agree in so many ways. I say it's a big deal because although it is North Carolina and private schools, for the same reasons that Yoshi just said, Georgia already has their legislation allowing those high school students to get paid. We see what NIL is doing to college sports. Mm-hmm. It's trickled down now to the high school level and with as much as is going on and we, we had it on the topic to talk about some realignment time won't allow us to tonight but with the realignment here in the state of South Carolina with the multiplier rules now that you have that lingering from North North Carolina and Georgia it's just a matter of time before that seed pause is manifested here in South Carolina and we can expect big changes as far as high school sports. We are going to put together, we've got some a lot of great stuff coming for you guys in the next couple of weeks. We've got an interview with Coach Josh Staley, the head coach of the Ridgeview team. We've got some other coaches from across the state, Coach Danny Taylor. Those of you who checked it out or if you missed it, last week's episode was with Coach, uh, again, from South Point, Coach, uh, uh, Lord have mercy, my name, my I was like, you're doing so well. You're doing so well. All yeah, of no, his name is Coach Stephanie Butler Graham from South Carolina. I, I know you're running it down, but let me stop you right there. Let me, let me. Coach Stephanie, her doggone shoe game is on. Coach Stephanie's shoe game. And, and, you know, and I'm going to say a little something. Donna Karen? Is it Donna Karen? No. Jay's. Oh. Like, she, no. Jay's. I'm playing. Bro. I'm playing. Like, I'm she, playing. Be, she be like, Wiggle. Her, was it call her blue cheese because she be dressing like she be she be on it like, she like that cliff like, like that one <laughs> cliff like that yo i ain't gonna front i ain't gonna front <laughs> you ain't hey, yo call her blue cheese because she be dressing <laughs> yes i did in fact like that one but that was calm, that was calm. yeah that was slightly quick question quick question for you too off the heels of that high school conversation, very rapper fire question. Um, high school signing days, yes, no, Cliff. Yes. Yeah. 
give the athletes the opportunity to be celebrated. Yeah, them and uh, their parents. Them and their parents. It's it's. A, I think there's a balance. I think there's a balance too. I think there's a balance. We're actually being having coverage from Carolina Sports Talk for South Point High School's uh, signing day coming up in a, about a week or so. So, again, we've got a lot of great content coming from you guys. If you've got players, we've got high school bat football players who with some major offers. We've got interviews galore. So if you guys want us to come out representing and or interviewing at your game, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Inbox us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. Let us know what it is you want to hear, and we're going to give it to you. Pause. Before we get out of here, Yoshi, once again, let the folks know where they can find you on social media, as well as the pods uh, out here in this podcast game. You can find me on uh, Snapchat and Instagram at the Ninth Wonder, on Facebook, Yoshi English, on Instagram, I mean, I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter, aka X, at IamCoachy underscore, and on TikTok at R-E-L-S-T-A-T podcast. And you could also find me on um, uh, on Relationship Status Podcast every Monday and Wednesday and Eggs, Grits, and Ignorance Podcast every Monday and Thursday. Hardest working man in show business right there. Yeah, and in the studio every other every every day after other than that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I start anything you want to holler at the people before we get out of here, bro? Yeah, y'all can find me somewhere next to Waldo or Nemo. You heard? Um, <laughs> trying, trying to find my mind. Okay. In the words of Don D.C. Curry, my mind. But yeah, uh, shout out to Carolina Sports Talk. One time for the 843. Shout out to my dog, Isaiah, and everyone else tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Or hit us up on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All of that. We out here. Carolina Until next time, we out of here. Peace. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back is broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal.